Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. I am delighted to be joined by Dan Rodriguez, Vice President and General Manager of the Communications Infrastructure Division with Intel's Network Platform Group. Welcome, Dan. How are you doing, Allison? So, Dan, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what your organization oversees for Intel. So, I'm Dan Rodriguez. I run what is known as the Communication Infrastructure Division. And essentially, we provide a couple of functions for Intel. So one is we develop our market segment strategies for a broad range of networking segments, including looking after wireless infrastructure, really from a core network side. We also look at a broad range of networking categories, including routing, switching, security is just a couple other examples. And then we're also off investigating, really partnering with the cable network providers, if you will, or the MSOs on how to transform cable networks. Now, we recently introduced uh, the new Xeon D2100 product to the market, and one of the things that was highlighted in that launch is that this is a critical tool for many of our networking workloads. You oversee such a span of network within your division. Where do you see this processor playing across those workloads, and why is this processor such a valuable tool for comm service providers. Yeah, so this, this product, so I'm pretty pumped up about this product. It is a very strong product from a performance per watt perspective or a performance density perspective. So when you think about Intel's lineup of products from the data center group, this product delivers the strongest performance per watt in a single package. So I see this being used across really a wide variety of market segments. I think first in more kind of traditional markets, if you will, I see it being picked up in mid-range routing, as well as across a broad array of network appliances, if you will. But I also see this being used across new emerging use cases. So what comes to mind first is really uh, virtual CP and SD-WAN and more of the mid to high-end parts of those markets. And then also I do see this used in both kind of cable networks as well as wireless infrastructure networks. On the cable side, I believe this will be used in the virtual converged cable access platform, otherwise known as the VCCAP. And then on the wireless network side, comm service providers are looking at modernizing the central office, and they have a concept called NextGenCO, where Skylake D or Intel Xeon D2100 will be a great fit. Now, let's talk about the network edge first, since that's getting so much play. Tell me about why the network edge is such a critical thing in terms of innovation today and why it's demanding the performance of the Xeon 2100. So when you think about the network edge, first you have to kind of take a step back and think about the overall market dynamics. So I think as we all know, the number of connected devices keeps increasing, the number of subscribers on the network, and then of course the traffic continues to go through the roof. And really because of that, comm service providers, really both on the cable side as well as on the wireless side, are really rethinking how they roll out their networks. And they're thinking about providing a lot more network functions to truly being distributed across the networks. We see that trend, and then we also see the trend of all sorts of new use cases and experiences that are demanding both high bandwidth and low latency. So what that means is you need to shift more computes closer to the edge of the network, in addition to still having a good amount of computes in the centralized core and the cloud. So you're seeing on the wireless side, a concept emerged called the next generation central office. 
And what that really is, is the industry is really going through a phase of modernization, if you will, on central offices. And this is starting to occur even with the advanced stages of LTE and anticipation for 5G networks. So then when you think about Skylake D in terms of that network trend, basically you can think about it being placed in really distributed locations for next generation central offices. So environments where you do have thermally constrained or power constrained environment as well as space constrained. So you could think about maybe rural central offices for those type of deployments. And then when you think about maybe a step up from that, you think about dense urban environments, that's where you're going to see a lot of wireless network service providers really look to deploy our Xeon SP solution because that will offer very overall strong performance from an I.O. compute and a memory perspective. We need to talk about VCPE and SD-WAN as well. Tell me a little bit about the integration in that space and why this is an important processor. When you think about SD-WAN and virtual CPE, and I'll first start with SD-WAN. So SD-WAN has a lot of overall excitement in the industry, and it's pretty easy to see why. SD-WAN, it stands for Software Defined WAN. And really what that means is it's a simplified approach to connecting enterprise customers to their data center. And today, when people make that connection, they're typically using MPLS customer premise equipment. So the promise and the vision of SD-WAN is to truly deliver WAN access, but a cost that's three to four times cheaper. So of course, that's great news for the industry. But in addition to this, because of the interface are managed from more of a software perspective, the additional promise is that you can roll out, provision new services, and orchestrate these new services much more quickly with SD-WAN. And then the sister product, if you will, is something called a virtual CPE. And what this is, this is a you know, customer premise equipment that service providers can deliver all sorts of different managed services and really enterprise managed services to this box. So these are things like virtual firewall, virtual router, virtual intrusion prevention systems, just to name a few. So it's a great opportunity for the service providers to tap into new revenue streams, but also for the end user himself, it can help simplify how they manage their overall network. So it's really a win-win for the industry. And then when I think about these products we're talking about today, particularly the Xeon D, uh, you're going to see the Xeon D in more of the kind of the mid to high-end portions of this market. So think mid-class enterprises or even high-end enterprises for these boxes. And then for folks in an SMB type segment, they would more utilize the Atom class SOCs that the data center group offers. What has the response been in both of these segments, and where are we getting traction with TAMS and other infrastructure providers in delivery of solutions in this space? When we talk to the broad set of partners, I think probably the biggest thing they're excited about is the overall top-to-bottom kind of scalability and the consistency of architecture. So when I describe those two points in the network, and I'll even throw a third one at you just for fun, Allison, is you can think about a really distributed CO in the wireless network case to a CO that's more in a dense urban environment to a centralized part of the core network. So the idea is that all three of those areas would have common NFVI infrastructure. So then they could place those network functions to whenever and wherever they need it, depending on the needs of the network. So they look at each individual product from Intel as part of an overall portfolio that enables them to get to market very quickly and also really minimize their overall R&D spends because of our architectural consistency, their software can scale. One thing that continues to come back into my mind is the advent of 5G coming and this really paving the path for being able to deliver 5G. Can you talk about that a little bit? So when I think about at the beginning 
of this journey, people are really focused on kind of central core network functions. So this would be things like the virtualized evolved packet core, the EPC, if you will, the IMS, as well as the fixed network counterpart, the BNG. If you think about where we're at with network transformation, we're seeing a ton of comm service providers really deploy virtualized versions of those network functions. And now from the edge of the network perspective, this is where you're starting to see a lot more activity. You're seeing a lot of open source groups focus on this, a lot of industry forums, and we're starting to see really traction in the industry. A few different operators really around the world have started to talk about this publicly. So you take Telefonica with their online project as one good example about how they're looking to deploy network function virtualization down to the edge of the network. AT&T recently announced a Silicon Valley project as well, talking about virtualizing the edge of the network. And then finally, we're seeing a ton of activity in China. There are a ton of dense urban environments within China. So comm service providers are very concerned about delivering the right bandwidth, as well as supporting the number of users they have in those dense urban environments. So you're seeing service providers such as China Unicom make announcements. What is critical that Intel delivers in terms of collaborations with ecosystem partners and with comm service providers to make this transition happen? First and foremost, the industry is expecting us to deliver silicon products, CPUs, I.O. products that truly support the vision of NFE. So all the platforms we deliver need to be able to enable flexibility, scalability, and greater automation across the network. But then secondly, the industry also looks to Intel to be able to support and really contribute and even lead many different industry forums, such as Linux Foundation's DBDK, to supporting things like OPNFE, to also be supporting industry endeavors such as CORE. And then finally, we need to put all these ingredients together and partner with the broad industry in doing POCs to showcase how these technologies can come together, and then proving them out in trials and then supporting our customers uh, when they deploy them. One final question for you. If folks want to learn more about this processor and learn more about what we're doing to drive network transformation with industry partners, where would you send them for more information? Many of you will know we have a fabulous program called Intel Network Builders Program. I think we have well over 260 members. And on our site, we have all sorts of collateral talking about all sorts of new use cases and the products we offer. So I would encourage everyone to go to the Intel Network Builders website to learn more. And I look forward to talking to you in future conversations, Allison, as well as the rest of the industry. Thanks so much for being here, Dan. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 